Pulpa Barstool. Yeah, it's that time again. You're gonna have my friend, my cousin, my business manager, whatever you wanna call him, John Robinson, JR, will again be a guest on the show. When that happens, we know he takes control. Puts me, makes me a little uncomfortable. We're generally talking business, not Facebook, which I kind of enjoy. It gives me a little reprieve. So we'll be talking about things like working on holidays, working on weekends, working late nights, whether this is something we should actually do and take pride in. Well, what should we be doing? We'll also be talking about uh, pricing, a little bit of pricing and um, having an approach that, that I'm I've recently been experimenting with as I look to finish strong on uh, 2015. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So this week, I invite back to the show my friend, my cousin by marriage, my business manager, my Bears fan, though I make fun of all the time, Mr. John Robinson. How you doing, John? I'm doing well. I knew you would throw in there fantasy football week, because I just told you that I did not do the best in drafting for two teams this year. So I gotta. I need some help from you after the podcast. Mm-hmm. And of course, since you supposedly won yours, I think you you bragged about winning yours once or twice or something like that. I don't lose. <laughs> I don't lose. And uh, you know, we got Bears Packers, right? Yes, we do on Sunday. And yeah. and and your coach was talking a little crap. I heard. I saw something on ESPN where he used some swear words. Said we're gonna kick the Bears something something something. So I don't know what what that meant. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, you got to make it interesting at this point, and try try to get the Bears excited about it so they have some motivation. Because otherwise, it's just I mean, what was it like fifty five to fourteen or something that one game last year? Something ridiculous. Oh, I don't look in the past. I'm, I'm only <laughs> in the present. So. All right, so uh, you know how it works. What are you working on? What are you drinking? Well, I am trying a hard root beer from Mission Brewery, which Mission Brewery is a San Diego, and I'm pouring it for the first time, and I just realized I don't like dark beer. It's not really a beer. I mean, it is a beer, but... Well, it's dark. Isn't it sweet? I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you haven't drank it yet? But that's what I'm working on. Oh. No. Have you had not your father's root beer yet? Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah. Well, you'll need to try that, too, to compare the two. Yes. So I'm working on a Corona or something. So <laughs> raise the glass, my man. <laughs> there it is. Cheers. All right. So the way this typically works. Oh, wait. Hold what? on a second. Hold what? on. Oh. Is it? So uh, the beer that we had last month, I forgot, Rank or Dank or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is Dank Part 2. So, has a little bitter taste. Yeah, a little bit of bitter taste. So. Gotcha. All right. So, the way this typically works when you're on is uh, you kind of take the wheel, uh, which t- makes it easier on me. But this is so it's, it kind of ends up being more like uh, our weekly calls that we haven't, we don't really have 
having every week anymore. We're, we're getting off of that, but um, that we've been having for about four years. Um, where we kind of step through all the warm and fuzzy, the what we're thinking about, the how we're beating ourselves up, the how we're doing this and that, and why are we doing this and that, and all that kind of stuff. So I'll let you take control at this point. I will take control. And as we just got out of Labor Day weekend, and kind of a long Labor Day weekend for me, and the first thing that came to mind for me is I didn't really see you sending emails or texts through the weekend so normally you do so i was quite proud of you and my first question was what's that what was that about what what why were you mia kind of like the, the the green bay offense will be this weekend you, you know that's not gonna happen i mean you gotta hope on the defense but anyway uh that's that's kind of typical for me now it's not that i'm completely mia i mean you can't be um, I can I still check stuff, make sure nothing's blowing up and, you know, things like that. But I mean, you know, I mean, the, the entire reason I'm doing this stuff, um, and the, the motivation behind having my own business in the first place is to have more flexibility and to work less, especially on holidays and weekends and evenings and birthdays you know whatever and then just to have more freedom so if i'm working look and i understand this isn't the case for everybody like maybe you're you're single or whatever but if it's a holiday and my kids all want to hang out uh we're, if we're gonna grill out at the barbecue or something and i'm down here on the computer that's a failure i mean what am i doing so well, one thing I really struggle with, and I, I really I couldn't keep my mouth shut about this over the weekend, um, is because you know I'm still on Twitter and I'm still on Facebook. That's not work, but what annoys me is like the fact that so many people who do what I do or what we do in this in this space, this marketing space, um, feel like not only are they obligated to be working at during these times, but they're, they kind of wear it as a badge of honor. It's like, I don't know how many times I like got a holiday. I'll, I'll see a post on Facebook. Who else is working today? I am. And everybody's like, you, me too. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not working. And I, I always feel like well, I'm an extreme minority. And I, and again, I understand everybody has their different motivation. And if, you know, if it's just you or, you know, you don't have kids and whatnot. You get, you got different motivations, but um, like all the blabs that were started, like, like what are you guys doing? So here, here's what shows up for me as I hear you say that because I, I'm not sure if you remember this, but years ago, one of your biggest challenges was kind of figuring out how to plan your day out, how to plan your week out. And I shared with you a technique called free time. Yeah. I mean, free time was a big deal. It's like, all right, I'm going to plan out for preparation days. I'm going to plan out days of actual work. And then I'm going to plan out days of free time. And, and, the, and I don't know if you remember this, but the real motivation behind that is to stay recharged. And I think when you get really diligent and about 
how you recharge and when you recharge, if it's holidays, if it's weekends. Heck, if you want to work the weekends, but you want to make sure that Tuesdays and Wednesdays are free for whatever reason, yeah. it it doesn't matter. But but I think what you have to do is pick your free time. And, you know, being that it was a holiday weekend and being that it was Labor Day weekend, I, I think most people don't get that there's a lot of value in recharging. And do you feel recharged? Matter of fact, I, I need to ask that. Do you feel recharged after the weekend? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I didn't feel completely worn out on uh, Tuesday. And um, I think especially I, I appreciated it during the weekend itself. I mean, it was it was really relaxing. and We didn't have a whole lot going on. Like, we didn't have a lot of baseball or anything. So it was a nice change of pace. Well, I, I, I heard you say earlier kind of that idea of using it as a source of pride to to say you, you work the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I, I talked to my cousin uh, by blood. I love when you say we're not blood cousins. Um, but, but my cousin by blood, Brian, uh, you know, Brian, Lisa's brother, we have a weekly call as well that we've had for almost four years as well. And on our call this week, he asked me, you know, how was the weekend? And I told him I kind of felt like, man, I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. And I had that shame and that silliness and that guilt. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I just feel like I haven't been, I didn't accomplish what I wanted to. He says, weren't you on task of having fun for the weekend? Isn't that what you wanted to do? I'm like, ah, yeah, I didn't want to work the weekend. But that little voice in me that had me thinking that I should feel bad about not working, I didn't plan on working. So I think a lot of it is is understanding what you're on task for. Even you, you're on task as being, you know, a dad and, and a husband. And you shouldn't feel guilty. And of, of course, there is part of the task of, of being mindful of, of all of the members that follow us and follow you and that are there that need help. So you do plug in throughout throughout the weekend a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I mean the other thing I have to be mindful of though I understand that, that people are at various phases in, in their businesses too, because you know, especially three years ago or so, um, you know, working nonstop, I, I completely get it. Um, you, you get, you got to put in a lot of work, uh, to, to kind of, you know, build that foundation. And there's almost like a guilt level when you're, when you aren't working and you got to put in as many hours as you can. So, so I do, I do understand that, you know, e- even that though, I would say I would go back and talk to my old self that, um, on some of those late, late nights or some of those weekends or some of those holidays, I'm like, dude, chill out. <laughs> Cause it's, it's not helping. I mean, you know how stressed out I was too, and kind of overworking myself and tired and it's just not worth it. So with that being said, the word hustle comes up for me. Yeah. So is is the, is there such a thing as I don't even know if this is a real word word I have to ask Michael because he can spell it and tell me the definition um, over hustling. Is there such a thing as over hustling again? I think it's just it goes back to the old phrase which I, I kind of don't like because I think it, there's a it can be misconstrued but the, you know work smarter not harder kind of thing because uh, so that actually came up. Um, 
because Robert Scoble posted something on Facebook. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, and I, I had something about, I, I responded saying about how I wasn't going I wasn't working. And, uh, and someone else responded that, you know, um, work, work, work smarter, not harder, something like that. Basically, basically yeah. implying that they're going to work more efficiently. Wow. Wow. I, 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 I can't even tell you how many times this has happened. Like, I don't even I know. know. You must get into a lot of trouble. I like, I like that they just turned on the siren as they passed my house. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. No, all of a sudden they turned it on. So, so anyway, like the, the phrase work smarter, uh, not harder. Like, I think you can work smart and hard. And I, I, I mean, honestly, you, you work efficiently and hard. It, it's because I think that what comes to mind when I hear say hear someone say work smarter, not harder, is that they're kind of lazy in what they're doing. And so it, I think you can still bust your ass for a short period of time, and a shorter period of time and a smarter period of time, um, and not be doing it during crazy hours and holidays and weekends and all that kind of stuff. You're still working so, hard. It's just a kind of different definition of it's, it's yeah, basically being more focused on it. But that's what I love about words because they're all relative. Yeah. What, what word means to you or a phrase of words means to you is something could mean different to me. The, the work harder, not smarter. To right, work, work smarter, not harder, you mean? Right. Work harder, <laughs> not smarter. No, work smarter, not harder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, we can even mess up the sequence of them right. and, and create the definition. But end of the day, it's about delegation. So that, that work smarter is about delegation. For me, it's like, okay, do the things you love doing, do less of the things you don't like. And to me, that is about working smarter. Yeah. I mean, and you still, and, you still do what you are good at. You, you do it well and hard. <laughs> I mean, right. I just, I, yeah, I guess, I guess it depends on how you define. I think, I think there's this feeling that the, that working hard means working too much, but I, I don't, I don't interpret it that way. Yeah. And, and, there's a part of the heart equals effort. And I think for, for any entrepreneur, it's about being laser focused on the effort on what's most important right now. And to me, once you understand what's most important, then work your ass off, you know, work really, really hard at it. And I, I even go into, you know, what we're focused on right now is finishing strong for the year. You know, and that's working on the things that are most important this year. And, you know, I think it's been a great exercise for, for John Loomer Digital is, you know, spending the last two to three weeks on knowing that we have four months left in the year. Now it's less than four months. It's crazy. And, yeah, less than four months. This year's fine. And, you know, we're already, you're going to be, before you know it, you're going to be in travel ball. Is that what's called travel ball? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to be in travel ball, you know, full mode, and so we got to make sure that you know we get we get a lot of work done before travel ball. But end of the day, for people when they're trying to, to work smarter, it's knowing what's most important right now. Right. And it, and 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 if people are wondering what's most important right now for for you know John Luma Digital. And this isn't any particular order because you know we have a few things that are really important, but one of them. Is making sure that you know we we develop a, a process of content development that 
is going to be always fresh and energizing to people, and that includes, you know, you writing, John, as well as some some guest members, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I mean, everybody has to has has to take inventory of what's important to them, and so, you know, so this kind of this thing about holidays comes up like every couple months for me. Whenever a new holiday comes up and I get annoyed because people are taking pride in working their butt off on that holiday. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, maybe those holidays aren't important to you. So you have, you have to determine what's what's important to you, um, what your priorities are. Because if you're so busy that you can't enjoy that holiday, that day off, that weekend, that evening, and you want to, then your process is flawed. In, in some way. So you're wasting time. You're spending too much time on things that you shouldn't be. You're not delegating enough. I mean, all those kinds of mistakes that I, I made, absolutely made. Um, but God, I just, again, I, I do this every couple months and I, I'm probably a broken record, but if, if someone's got to lead this movement of, you know, not being ashamed of actually taking a vacation and enjoying weekends and evenings. Hey, I'll, I'll take it because it, it feels like there aren't many of us. Uh, but I feel like something really needs to change because it's, it's really kind of annoying. <laughs> to be yeah, honest with you. It, 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 it is. But here's what's just I just listened from you saying is this idea of priorities, the personal priorities before the business priorities. Yeah. And and, you know, I think that one thing that entrepreneurs need to look at is the business a reflection of you? Right. You know, is it actually a reflection of you? If you if you believe that vacations and holidays are designed to recharge and rejuvenate as a as a entrepreneur, then your staff it should it should cascade down to them as well, which it did this week cuz didn't you send an email to everybody that said, "Hey, it's Labor Day, no staff meeting or something like that. Yeah, yeah, just to our to our um, to our team that we weren't having a meeting. Yeah. yeah, but I mean that's the perfect example of bridging the fact that it's a personal priority to you to rejuvenate, but you also believe it's a, a part for the business as well. And, and to be clear, we also have staff who aren't don't live in the U.S., so uh, they don't care about Labor Day. Uh, and actually, we we had staff, and you and I can did completely missed this, didn't realize it set up a a welcome webinar for Power Hitters Club uh, on Labor Day. And, you know, after it was set up, you're like, all right, you can still do it. But, uh, right. you know, we, we, we didn't do anything else otherwise um, besides that. All right, I need to, I need to take a, a quick drink, so. All right, cheers. 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 I kind of like the root beer taste in this. It's a little, it's sweet, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I've always liked the smell of the root beer, so yeah, I'm kind of liking that. Yeah. So, so a um, couple other things you want to kind of bring into the fold because I, I really want people to to get how important it is to focus on finishing strong for the remainder of the year. And you've got less than you know four months ago, and that, as I already said, one of the things that you know we're focused on is content. Uh, second thing is just membership happiness, and I'm saying it in a different way because you can say membership retention and all that, but it's really about figuring out how to create more value so we have more members that are, that are happy 
with you know with working with us. So yeah. you know, that's something that's that's important to us. And even price point, we just did a test over the weekend, right, on on pricing to to make sure that people are happy with pricing that they're paying on you know being part of the Power Hitters Club. Tell, tell everybody about that one. Yeah. So. I mean, this is something that has been like a year and a half long experiment. Our Power Hitters Club started, I don't know, is it April or something? I mean, it's been like 65 weeks, whatever it is, um, of 2014. And, um, And I've never been all that confident in knowing what the price point should be. So like when I came out with it, it was 97 a month, but... I came out with some really steep discounts just to get a, a good community. So I included a 594 annual price, which is basically getting it like half off. Um, and I think it was 77 month to month otherwise. And then, you know, and along the way, I think one of the mistakes we make, and I've kind of heard this from Brogan too, is that you shouldn't listen too much to people who praise you or kind of tell you what you want to hear. Um, and along those lines, I think listening to listening too much to the to the very happy uh, and supportive member who says you're offering too much value and you should raise the price is somebody you should be very careful of. On the flip side, I think the very loyal member who has constructive criticism, you should absolutely listen to that. On the other side of that is the people who don't know what you're all about and rip you apart ignore that <laughs> so there's like it's kind of balancing these things but i think the mistake mis- some of the mistakes i've made is the people who have been uh, raining praise on me uh, with all the value we provide and saying it's underpriced and this and that um in reality you know when, when we when we have people who cancel one, one of the main reasons is price point so and then looking around, and now, oh, Mike Stelzner, social media examiner, and they're really, I'll, I'll say underpriced, underpriced uh, community. But they've got a completely different model because they're going for volume, which they've always done. Uh, and, you know, they're not necessarily looking at a, an advanced community there, but it's, it's, it offers a ton of value, though. I've even been on it, and I did like a whole hour and a half webinar for them. Uh, point being is like, okay, well, that's, you know, where some of these people are coming from. They're, They've, they've got, you know, they're spending $40, $50, whatever it is, a week or a month for that and $97 a month for ours. Which, you know, I still think we, we offer the value, but um, it doesn't really matter what I think. It's, you know, what's happening with retention. So kind of out of the blue, <laughs> again, I feel like some of the best ideas we have are the ones that just come out of nowhere and I just say screw it and I sent out an email. And that's kind of what happened on Friday. Um, I was like, you know what? We'll do a quick, uh, we'll do like a Labor Day weekend, like this after, after, after we talked about it, Labor Day weekend special. Um, we're going to go back to, to our roots and that first crazy price that we offered on annual, which is basically half off of $5.94. Uh, for the entire year. So that solves a lot of our retention problems. And not only that, we're going to give the workshops that we have every two months that'll be included completely free. So those people who were previously 
paying $20 for each of those who, who are members no longer have to pay a thing. So basically, then that, that workshop, which is $147, I mean, look, you just do the math. If you were to buy six workshops, that's, you're looking at like a thousand, close to a thousand dollars or 900, something like that. And, uh, so it's a crazy deal, but at the same time, it satisfies a lot of things we're trying to accomplish here, especially with retention and value and, and that kind of thing. All right. So you made that sound to something and I want to take a step back because the question that, that comes to mind for me, if I were listening to this. How do I price my service appropriately? Yeah. And I'll tell you, for me, I've struggled with backup CEO. That's why I really don't take on many clients because it's not about bandwidth. It's just I don't really know how to price what I do. You know, effect, you know I just don't know how to price it fair because when I'm working with a business that's $4 million, they can afford $10,000 a month. Right. When, I'm working with, when I'm working with somebody that's a hundred grand, you know, a year, they can they can barely afford fifteen hundred a month. So it's been well, it's been a, a, I, a journey for me. I think first of all, it's a, it's a matter of figuring out who your target customer is because it probably shouldn't be both of those. Right, but but that's a good point though. But but you just mentioned earlier, some of the people who've given us feedback on saying that we did not we should charge more, I believe that they made more money from what we did. So they were probably higher revenue you know organizations or individuals yeah do you, you you think that i think that's that's probably true yeah yeah so so part of the answer to how do i price my service appropriately you're right it's about attracting who we want i mean that that's why the annual membership we want people uh who who want to learn who want to be engaged and we don't want a lot of complainers and that's in business in general yeah. if anybody uses the net promoter score the net promoter score is you know how likely is it that you'd refer John Loomer digital to your friends family and colleagues zero not likely at all ten highly likely and it's an index to tell us who the promoters are meaning who love us and who hate us and who are wishy-washy and the majority of the complainers are those that are detractors. They score from, from zero or from one to to seven. Or one to six. One to six. Seven and eight is neutral. Nine and ten is, is a promoter. But going back to John what you said, attract we want to attract those that are a better fit for our business. Mm -hmm. And I think another component of, of that decision is minimizing the backstage work. Yes. Because I know that our month to month membership that aren't they don't they need? I, I can't remember. Do they need more hand holding? Or, well, yeah, or, yeah, I mean, so, so something to keep in mind here is that so something I didn't get to is w w when people were talking about being underpriced. As I was listening to that praise, and I I, I raised the price on the annual from um, like seven something to nine seventy. Like, yeah, I should do that because it's they're still getting two months off or two months free and all that kind of stuff. Well, that, that, then the sales of that annual price came to a screeching halt. Um, so so that, that's the first thing. But the the month to month, we a lot of the month to month we get are people yeah who are trying it out or they're signing up because they're also getting getting a workshop. So that they just they see that even when we're doing twenty dollars 
for members to get the workshop, they're saving money by signing up for the for the membership temporarily in order to get access to that workshop. Because um, it's cheaper to, to just be a member and pay the $20 than it's just to, to buy the workshop, which is kind of intentional. But the problem is then you get a lot of people who are just really casual and they're whatever. But I, th- I honestly think um, what happens is when you're annual, you're fully committed uh, financially to it then, and you know you're in it for a year, at least, um, then you make sure you're, you're using it. You make sure you're in the Facebook group. You make sure you're actually attending those webinars every week. You know, things like that. So, um, absolutely, I think the, uh, the month-to-month need more hand-holding. Um, but I, I think something else I have to be careful of is the month-to-month can't be too cheap either because then you start inviting some of those people who I think are more high maintenance. The cheaper you get, expect more in our high maintenance. Yeah. Well, t- tell me this, if I'm hearing you correctly, this Power Hitters Club is a peer-to-peer group model that's designed to be about collaboration and content and sharing. If we have more annual members who are committed, yeah. then the are you saying that the power of the, the, the group is kind of magnified a bit? Absolutely. Well, so first of all, like I was saying, I think that if you're an annual member, you're more likely to actually join the Facebook group um, because, you know, you're, you're, you're there for the long haul. The other thing is a lot of times what we see is members who have, com- have communicated in the group b- before and then they're gone. And that's kind, of, that's kind of frustrating and a bad experience. Whereas if you get the same kind of a similar group of people constantly, if it's more stable, that's better for a community and, instead of like, you know, you just think about friendships. You know, if, if friends are constantly coming and going, you got new ones, you know, you, oh, that person's not a friend anymore and I'm now got this new friend and that, that, that's, that's unstable. So are you talking about my dating life? Is am, that what you're doing? Are you supposed I I I could feel you're talking about my dating life. I said that, fr- I said unfair. friends. I said friends. <laughs> and I call them friends too. Yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> but, uh, but point being, I think not only does this make this more stable, it's it's less less work, less administrative work for our staff because um there's a lot like you said handholding and you know, cancellation requests that, that come in on a, on a month-to-month basis. Um, whereas, you know, that, that person is, is locked in for a year, and it's, that's less to, less to be concerned about. So I, I honestly think this is, uh, is going to be the better approach going forward. I mean, we went from having 66 annual members, which really isn't a whole lot, to now it's like 125 um, in, in over a weekend. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And so on one hand, it's like, was that too cheap? Yeah, maybe, but it's still a commitment. $594. I mean, you can't, you know, you, get, you don't just throw down 594 for nothing. So, um, obviously that price point is what influenced people to, to do that at a much higher rate than before. So I, so for anyone so- listening, who's, who's, who's interested in that, johnlimmer.com slash phc and uh, I'm, I haven't decided when I'm going to take that offer away but uh, it's still available right now as we talk 
So I, I want to make sure that those who are listening that are trying to figure out how to price their service or price you know, uh, their product appropriately, that they get all of the steps that we took. And you've mentioned two of them, which is attract who we want and minimizing the administrative work or the backstage work. But I also think that there's three other ones. And I want to see if you agree with me or not. And if you don't agree, this is what we did. I don't know if you remember this. But I think one of them is that it, that it has to pay the bills. Yeah. So so it has to pay the bills. So the, so the, the napkin math, I don't mean Excel spreadsheet, just meaning napkin math has to, to pencil out. So I think that's another, you know, step three of figuring out how to price your service appropriately that, that it pays the bills. The, the fourth one, and this is kind of one that is uh, touchy-feely, that it just feels right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and John, t tell me about that. Does it feeling right come into play here? Yeah, absolutely. Because on one hand, we can say, why in the world am I offering this same price that I did at the beginning when I knew I was underpricing it? And why am I even giving more than that by offering the workshops for free on top of that? For, you know, something, again, the workshops are something that if someone were to buy them every two months and not be a member, that's like 900 bucks. So, but it just feels right. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a way of offering more value. It encourages the annual membership and it recognizes that even at a huge discount, that's a big commitment. And those are the types of people we want. And yeah. we, we want it long term. We don't just want them like, you know, if I, if I were to get a bunch of people to pay for a product that's a one time one payment, five ninety four, that's just a whole lot less value to me. I, I want people who are I'm going to be seeing on a regular basis now. Those, those are, that's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you went to the last one, which is the most important, that it fits what people want. Yeah. Uh, if you really if we really took a step back and said, you know, what was the catalyst for us to have the conversation beyond just saying we want to finish strong this year, it was the fact that we listened to feedback. Yeah. And, you know, we've done a, a really good job, and that's what I recommend to anyone, is to create as many feedback loops as you possibly can. If they're just threads on Facebook or if they're an actual survey, a six-question survey, or just a one-question survey, always look for feedback because, and even, I guess the most important feedback is when people want to leave you and there's an opportunity to save them. And, and being really inquisitive and passionate about understanding what the reason why they're leaving, and, and we heard it a, a couple of times. It's like, I just can't afford it right now. My business isn't doing as well as it was when I first started. Or, you know, I right now, you know, I just want to take a couple months break, and when I save a little bit more money, I'll come back. But end of the day, when you're looking at how to price your service appropriate appropriately, look at if it fits what people want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, a couple of things for me come into play with pricing. It's definitely different whether you're talking about your service or um, something like this, a mem membership or something that's scalable, right? So as a service where it takes a lot of your time, um, 
you know, a rule of thumb that Marcus Sheridan gave me years ago was a minimum $3,000 a month retainer. And at the time, I thought he was nuts. And uh, like I was doing $1,000, $1,500 retainers. But it's true because what happened was I had a whole, I was taking on too many clients. Or if I wasn't taking on too many clients, I wasn't making enough money. If I was doing too much work. And often those people who are paying that level of um, a retainer um, are higher maintenance and they expect more and all that kind of stuff. So I raised raised that to 3000 minimum and things changed overnight. You, you also attract different people when you do that. So anyway, that, that's not really what we're talking about, but I think there are two, two topics there. And then the other it is it's it's complicated when it comes to something that's scalable like this, because we know that there's a point where um, you know, we're paying the bills. You know, how many members do we need to be paying the bills? It's not a lot. Um, but that said, I mean, like all the administrative stuff that goes into like the cancellations when we got the month to months and, you know, all, and all this stuff that goes into a new month to month member as well. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, you have to experiment. You have to look at supply and demand. You have to look at, you know, the feedback from people, if they're sticking around, if they're not, and why. You have to look at the competitors. I mean, I in the beginning, I, I, look, I, I based my $97 a month off of, I say competitors, but I think it was, I think Kim Garst, Amy Porterfield, Mari Smith, I think they all do something similar. I could be wrong. At least they did at one time in terms of price points. Um, and of course, then Social Media Examiner comes in with their crazy pricing. So that kind of made me rethink it a little bit. And like, you know what? End of the day, I kind of get that volume model, and I, I, I would, and I would like to have people who stick around. And I'm not just trying to get people in for a, a, a month and try to keep them keep them going as many months as possible for that monthly recurring. I'd like to have, um, you know, a, a commitment where I know that they're going to be there for a year at least. And in contributing to the community, so I mean, there are a lot of factors. Yeah, well, after all that talk about pricing, I uh, feel like I need another drink. So, right. cheers! Cheers to you, man! Cheers. Okay, so I hope that the, everyone, you know, kind of learned our five steps, and it could have been nineteen steps. <laughs> <laughs> As that email that I sent you, John, that I got an email from. A marketer that said it 17 steps yeah. to success or 19 steps to success we'll keep it simple to the five and it's fit what people want it feels right it pays the bills it attracts the people that you want and it minimizes the administrative work mm-hmm. the headaches so yeah. those are the five steps to pricing your service appropriately well sense. I think we I think we, we've done a good job talking about holiday guilt or lack thereof and how to price your service. I think so, too. And uh, we already went beyond 30 minutes. I know we've had some kind of long pod- podcasts lately, especially with doing our blabs and all that craziness. Like we thought about doing a blab today, but those end up being so uh, unstructured and we have so many, I would say interruptions, but so much unexpected happened that it ends up, you can never keep it to 30 minutes. I mean, yeah. Like, well, I... I still want to do a blab after this, so. All right. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll right. figure it out. But thanks for uh, you know. Once again, I don't know if you heard, but I just I just called the uh, the bartender over. It is last call, and uh, I'll take care of you again. Because hey, that's, that's it pays the bills. You price the business appropriately to pay these tabs. I so, love it. That expensive root beer that you're working on there. <laughs> but uh, where can people find you, Jr.? Oh, as always on Twitter at Backup Seal, and might let him get my email out this time. Ooh. And yes, John J O H N at Backup CEO. And as always, I love to help people answer any questions about their businesses, what's keeping them up at night. And matter of fact, finishing strong. I'd love to know what some of you guys out there are thinking about for the remaining months of this year on what it looks like to finish strong in your businesses and your personal life. And just maybe the next next month we'll talk about that. Good call, man. So, yeah, it, I mean, JR, as I call him, so it's less confusing. It's been a huge help to my business and uh, help to you as well. So that's John, J-O-H-N, at BackupCEO.com. Thanks again, JR. Thanks, bud. All right. Always fun to have JR on the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you're not familiar with JR, check him out at Backup CEO on Twitter, BackupCEO.com. And uh, you can send him an email, John, J-O-H-N, at BackupCEO.com. Good stuff. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.